0: especially that one in the room where the guy gets pulled oh my god
1: this dog's this dog is a nightmare and he is tearing us apart
0: hello and welcome to slasher i hardly knows her I'm your host, Micah. Today we are joined by a very special guest. We are going to be talking about uh, 1985's The Stuff. Warning. We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message regarding the stuff. If you see it in stores, call the police. If you have it in your home, don't touch it, get out. The stuff is a product of nature, a deadly living organism. It is addictive. And destructive it can overcome your mind and take over your body and nothing can stop it also coming up in the show we will play a little game called final girl aka the final girl challenge aka don't have sex don't drink beer don't say I'll be right back or wander off or you will most certainly meet your demise but Without further ado-do, let me introduce today's special guest, ladies and gentlemen, the King of Swing, the Sultan of Slashers, Alex. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. What an exciting time we're living in, that you and I can get together and talk about a movie like this for the joys of the masses. This is uh, this was a good pick you had. I've never heard of it. I didn't know it existed. And uh, it was right up my alley. Like, you know, I love a good, you know, 80s horror flick. And it, yeah, I mean, it delivered. This one delivers. It delivers.
0: I'm not sure what it delivered. Uh, the it, stuff. It's, it's a lot. It delivered so much stuff. It reminded me a little of the blob, yeah. uh, you know, because it's a blob of stuff. But this blob is not from space. It appears to come from the, the, the center of the earth. It just sludges and squirts up out of the ground. Uh, let's give them the, uh, the synopsis of this. Mm-hmm. The synopsis of this, of this, a movie, this.
1: Uh, well, this is a movie that starts out with some old guys at a mine, like an outdoor kind of like mining operation. And there's some white mysterious goo Uh, coming out kind of looks like uh, like marshmallow fluff coming out of the earth Uh, and so he does you know what you do in that situation he sticks his finger in it and then licks it off of his finger and it's delicious and uh, fast forward to a time of uh, a United States because it doesn't seem to be a worldwide phenomenon but like a, a national phenomenon of this product that everybody can't get enough of it's calorie free. It's delicious. It's, uh, affordable. It comes in a little pint ice cream container and everybody's eating it. And you're seeing all the commercials for it. Every time you turn on the TV or turn on the radio, they're advertising the stuff. Uh, I think the, the slogan for it is enough is never enough or something like that and there uh, are
0: so many commercials for the stuff throughout this movie yeah it's
1: it's it's an interesting movie it's i mean i i know that it's a a play on you know a, a, a on consumerism and capitalism in the u.s but it's i don't know it's good there's a lot of familiar faces in it some of them so young you're like ah, is that that guy and it actually is that guy as it ends up but um it's, you were talking about consumerism and what have you. Uh-huh. You know,
0: this movie also reminded me of They Live.
1: It is. Do you been, remember
0: that? I think was it Roddy Rowdy Piper?
1: Yeah, with the sunglasses. And yes, it's yes. been so long since I've seen They Live. I remember liking it. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was about. I was a kid
0: when I saw it, and it was one of the first movies I saw that wasn't wholesome family entertainment. I don't remember if it came on. TV uh, when my parents were gone, but I watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking cool. This is not like The Red Fern Grows or uh, Bambi. This movie is messed up, and I I was really excited to be watching a movie so weird. And, yeah, he puts on the sunglasses, and he can see who's human and who's one of these weird, bulgy-eyed, skeleton-looking aliens. And I think that that apparel company, Obey, if I had to guess, that's where they got... Their name because he puts on the sunglasses, looks up at billboards and where it used to be like some, you know, drink Coca-Cola. Now it says obey on Mm. the sign.
1: I, uh, I often confuse that movie because as a kid, I confuse that movie with V. Remember V, the alien movie where they'd like rip off their skin and they were like lizards or whatever.
0: Wasn't that a miniseries on TV? Yes.
1: Yes, it was. Yes, I, I remember and, that. and I think it's been redone, but I always confuse those movies as a kid, and so in my mind, that's one movie. Uh, and it's a hell of a good movie. So, you know, with my, you know, just remembering all the various parts, it's like, wow, this must be great, but I know now I'm actually remembering, like, four bits of a miniseries and then... They live with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Anyway, so uh, because this product is so popular, the stuff, um, and America can't get enough of it, ice cream companies want to figure out what's in it so that they can compete. So they hire this uh, industrial saboteur uh, to figure out. Who looks like a
0: poor man's John Voight.
1: Oh, I guess I kinda see that. That's a guy from Law and Order. I mean, he was like he was in the original Law and Order and he was in Law and Order for like, you know, twelve years or something. And I he, didn't
0: I, I recognized him, but I didn't recognize him from Law and Order. Yeah, he's the uh, DA
1: from Law and Order. And I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was great in this. He was folksy and weird and He was so weird. Yeah. Man. He was so weird. The
0: scene where he's meeting all the guys, he's going to work for and He's on a yacht and he's shaking their hands. He's like, oh, there's a sweaty palm. There's another sweaty palm. (laughs) Yeah. And another sweaty palm.
1: (laughs) I know. I loved him. I mean, like, and this guy plays it so well. You mean, because you would read this script as an actor, I'm assuming, and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, why does he say these things? And why does he deliver it this way? But I mean, like, yeah, he he's a weirdo, but he's like really good at his job. You know, he's like a super good, you know, industrial saboteur. So he's trying to figure out what's going on with the stuff. But he quickly figures out that the stuff is some sort of alien goo that comes from the earth. And you said it wasn't alien, but they say that in in the end, like when they're given their like radio, you know, warning to the, the to the public, they say that. It's some sort of alien substance or something, but it takes over these people and uh, it like takes over their minds, and all they do is want to mine more stuff out of the ground and get more. St- I mean, that seems to be the goal of stuff: is to make more stuff, right? They're, it's, they're not you gotta have stuff. Yeah, they're not killing a bunch of people or anything. And <laughs> one of the things that I didn't understand is he uh, he goes to this he goes to that little town. Uh, to you know, because I don't know, I don't know why, I don't remember what leads him to this little town in the middle of wherever the hell nowhere. Uh,
0: wasn't he looking for the guys at the FDA who had approved yes, this stuff?
1: Yes, he was looking for the guy. Yeah, because they've all gone missing, or they're out of the country, or they're dead. And uh, he goes to this tiny little town, and then people start trying to attack him, you know, because they know what he's there for. And when he punches them their heads just cave in and they're like these hollow bodies and their heads are just like paper mache. And that's only in a couple of scenes. The rest of the time they punch them and that's not what happens to them. And so I'm not real clear on, you know, the, the anatomy of what that does to you, but that is the little town where we're also introduced to the wonderful chocolate chip, Charlie played by Garrett Morris. So aptly. Uh, do you want to talk about his introduction into the movie, Micah? I would love to because it was one
0: of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, our, our industrial saboteur has just had an interaction with the guy that runs the gas station. And he decides to just wander down the street and explore this town to investigate. And then <laughs> out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> I'm watching that scene right now. It is He is just about to make his appearance.
0: A tiny man, does he jump off of the roof of a car
1: or out from behind it? And he I think attacks. He comes from the roof. I'll tell you here in about three seconds, but yes, I think.
0: You're chocolate chip, Charlie. He just jumps out and attacks our man like he's Kato from the Pink Panther. And they start having a fist fight. Off the roof.
1: (laughs) Kicks him in the face.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then they look at each other, and he's like, Chocolate Chip Charlie? And they get all chummy and hug and start talking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate Chip Charlie, a character I read, is inspired by Famous Amos. He is like a, you know, cookie god, and he's had his company stolen out from under him because. his brothers, I guess, got taken over by The Stuff, and they sold the company out from under him and voted him off the uh, the board of directors. He's never had The Stuff. He doesn't need it, so that's how he was able to get past that. I re- also read that, that was the director wanted Arsenio Hall instead of uh, Garrett Morris, but uh, the studio was like, nobody knows who Arsenio Hall is yet. Uh, let's get Mor- Garrett Morris because everybody will know him. So that's how we got Garrett, who I think is great. I mean, Garrett Morris, I love him in everything, but he's great in this too.
0: So is Garrett Morris tiny or is our lead gigantic or both? Because when they stand next to each other, there's like a head height difference between them.
1: I think it's a mix of both, but I remember Garrett Morris being pretty little on Saturday Night Live, the old Saturday Night Live.
0: So that's one of many random things that happen throughout this disjointed movie that (laughs) just was a ramshackle affair. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like so many random things happen, and they just cut from scene to scene and you're just thrown into this movie from the beginning. It started and uh, last night is when I watched it and I'm like... (sighs) Is this is. Did I start it halfway through? Because this can't be the no, beginning. No, everything. Sure enough, it was.
1: Everything in this movie happens at hyper speed. Like, you know, the way we're introduced to the stuff. I mean, yeah, there's that mining scene, but there's the family with the little boys who have the deep blue eyes at, that my wife was familiar with, both of them. Apparently, they're actors who have been in stuff. And uh, the kid sees the stuff move on its own, Uh in the refrigerator, and he won't eat it. But the whole family is like, you gotta eat the stuff. The stuff is so good. And so this little boy goes on a rampage in the supermarket, destroying all the stuff, knocking all the that stuff That was a off hell of show. a rampage, too. I bet that was fun for that little kid. I bet that was a, a fun scene to shoot.
0: Oh, but- it had to be. And it, it just got... More and more it elevated, uh, like he was just, at first he's just knocking cartons of the stuff onto the floor, and then he's got a, like a rake, and he's running along and knocking them all on the floor, knocking over big stacks of the stuff, but then he gets a little more violent, and he starts breaking why well, didn't just open them uh, the, the freezer doors instead he yeah. puts the rake through them he's shattering and he's going crazy and hell he did a good job of destroying a lot of stuff before he was stopped by what was it a police officer or somebody that worked there
1: well he's tackled by a couple of guys that work there uh, and gives them a gives them a good little run for their money but yeah
0: everything for, was it just me or was that boy's head uh, abnormally large compared to
1: his body I don't know. They were skinny little guys. Uh, he was a he was a good little actor. I thought. I thought he. I mean, you know, he. This movie, yeah, I, I think it had a mix of terrible actors, most of which were uh, taken over by the stuff. Like everybody that's under the control of the stuff is a terrible actor. Like anytime anybody's questioned about the stuff by this guy, they're like, "Hey, <laughs> one one." They all eventually say. Just leave us alone. <laughs> like that, that that line's always in there. Just leave us alone, and—and and then they do. Then they like slink off. They all slink off really horribly. Like it's like stage play acting where it's like they're they're doing big steps while little you know oh yeah. Picado tiptoeing is like cartoon yeah, cat I mean, burglars. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And then when they get found, the, their mouths. Are broken open like a python jaw And the stuff is oozing out of it It is uh,
0: Old chocolate chip Charlie is like I've never seen a mouth that open that wide (laughs) (laughs) Something's not right
1: here (laughs) I mean And you're right though It's like You you get into a scene And you're like okay I kind of understand what's going on And that scene ends And then you're in another scene Where it feels like a lot has already happened right like it feels like the movie has progressed quite a bit like the female lead in this is she is like some sort of advertising guru and she's putting the marketing campaign together for the stuff when our guy meets her she's on a, like she's shooting a the stuff commercial with these models and he tricks he tricks her he says you know I'm a rich oil millionaire I want to hire you I want I want to buy your company I don't want to put you in charge. And she's like, cool, and let's go to dinner tonight. We'll talk about it. And then at that dinner, he says, like, while walking to the dinner or whatever, he goes, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a rich oil millionaire. I'm actually an industrial saboteur, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the stuff because the stuff is bad. And in the very next scene, He's, like, taking her to the lab that he works for where they're testing out the stuff, and she's completely on board. She's not like, you, oh, mo- yeah. <laughs> you motherfucking Doesn't liar. Doesn't bat an eye. She's <laughs> along <laughs> for the ride. Eye. She's like, oh, you're not a wealthy oil baron.
0: I like you anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the relationship progresses quickly despite him being a liar. Yeah, and- <laughs>
1: yeah she immediately kiss, Like he kisses her when he leaves the room. He's like, he takes her to the lab, and then something comes up, and he's like, I got to get out of here. Will you see her home? And then he kisses her. He's known this woman. They've 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 talked for a, like a culmination in real time of like 15 minutes and she's already been lied to, deceived, thought her whole future was going to be amazing taking over this company and now she's part of this industrial subplot to bring down this company because of this weird substance that takes over minds, she's fucking in and accepts the kiss.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that you found that part to be out of the ordinary because that's usually how quick you work when you're, you know, courting a woman within 15 minutes there. They're already kissing you.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I don't have all those entanglements of the industrial uh, espionage. So
0: you just smile and wink and uh,
1: yeah, just move give it. them
0: that look and bam.
1: Hey, the quicker you get into it, the quicker you get it over with. And then we can just move on to the next, you know big evil plot to take over America where I meet that woman.
0: Oh, Hey, did you notice this was directed by Larry Cohen? Uh, he's the guy who did uh maniac cop.
1: I did see, I did not, uh, remember that he did maniac cop, but I did see that he did maniac cop when I was looking him up. He did a lot of crap. I mean, like he did a lot of stuff. I mean, like so
0: much th- stuff you've never heard of.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, stuff you have heard of too, though. I mean, he like, was involved in NYPD Blue, he was involved in Law & Order. I mean, I think he was involved in Law & Order because, like, this guy was the lead on Law & Order Forever on the legal side of the Law & Order, and then Paul Sorvino is in this, and Paul Sorvino was in Law & Order for a zillion years. These two actors both were on Law & Order Forever, so I assume Cohen had something to do with that, just because everything I read said that he loved to use the same actors and stuff. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I know he was involved in NYPD blue in in some fashion.
0: Well, we have a lot to get to. The stuff has many twists and turns and we will explore those. Additionally, we will get into what else we are into and some other exciting things, but uh we better play a... <laughs> this, uh
1: the lady selling stuff on the side of the road out of the ice cream cart just pulled her big walkie talkie out of the cart it's like here he comes <laughs> and then uh the stuff van tries to run him over oh, just sorry. a
0: shitty effort at running him over just yeah they didn't, didn't even do get, a good job didn't even get close
1: <laughs> oh my god this movie
0: Hey, before we cut to break, uh, do you think we should play the first round of Final Girl?
1: Ah, You know what? That sounds like a perfect idea on this gloomy, cold, rainy afternoon.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to play the game show that is sweeping the nation, the Final Girl Challenge. How does it work? Well, you jump on Instagram. Every once in a while, we put out an announcement that says, "If you were in a horror movie, what would your character's name be?" And people submit these made-up names. You get points for cleverness. We like clever names, uh, but any name will do as long as you know it's 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 you. It's a name that really is you, uh, or just a cool final girl name. We've had a lot of Ravens. We've had some Elvira, We've had some Sidneys, some Ripleys. Uh, so keep those cool names coming. And here's what happens. We roll the wheel of death. We pull the name from the wheel. We're rolling it now?
1: We used roll, to spin I say it. say we roll the you know, wheel of You know, I death? did say that you and me need to make some tweaks to the show. So you now going to roll that fucking wheel across the floor?
0: I'm going to roll it across cool. the floor. Uh, I have replaced the chicken wire and scrap wood wheel with a, a glass ball. I will roll it. <laughs> it, it will hit. shatter <laughs> against one of my walls. And I will leave my... My friends and family to clean it up, but I will pluck from that shattered ball a name. And here's how it works: Don't have sex, for God's sake. Why would you want to anyway? I mean, yuck, gross. gross. Don't drink beer. Don't don't use drugs. Don't wander off. For the love of God, don't say I'll be right back. We you know might now. Survive.
1: You also can't uh, go to a donkey show.
0: Definitely don't go to a Mexican donkey show. Uh, yeah. Uh, We're finding out more and more rules that killers have for what we can and can't do. Uh, There's one now.
1: (laughs) Will you be right back?
0: (laughs) Uh... My dog lately likes to bark at the neighbors whenever they come home. Or they're in the getting in their cars, whatever. He just he just goes nuts and barks at them as if they were intruders trying to get into my house, which they're not. They're just you know other
1: cars and wandering into their home. Many of our listeners may not know uh, this because I cut a lot of this out of the podcast when I edit it. But uh, every t- every week, Micah's fucking dog does something right, and then and he does it while we're recording so you can hear it. And uh, then I make some comment about it and then Mikey goes, well, lately my dog has been, and then it's another bananas ass thing. He's, you know, he barks at the delivery man. He barks at the neighbors. He has liquid diarrhea all over the place. (laughs) <laughs> it is, uh, he whines when he sits in his kennel, and he licks the latch on the kennel door. Lately, my dog's been licking the latch on his, what do you call it, bungalow door? And, his bungalow. yeah, his bungalow. So, if you're not familiar uh, sitting at home, it's because I edit it out, but I want you all to know, I am all too familiar with this process. This part of the I'm podcast so is a very hey, familiar The thing.
0: on-air light is glowing. The dog just doesn't care about Slasher. I hardly know her. He doesn't uh, have any respect okay. for what
1: we do. And this is uh, uh, Ernest.
0: This is Ernest. Ernest. Yes. Right. Ernest Harold. Last name. So, final girl. Yes, we've got five contestants. Four rounds. The winner will get the mystery prize. Show uh. Let's spin that wheel and see what happens, Alex. If you don't mind, uh huh. grum roll, please. <laughs>
1: I was excited for the rolling glass ball <laughs> shatter sound effect you were gonna come up with.
0: Hey, listen, if you can, you know, plug that in and post, give us some cool sound effects, please. Please have at it. No. Uh, let's meet this week's contestants uh first we have mrs i'm sorry miss sandy sondheim welcome to the show
1: welcome to the show you know that name sounds really familiar has she been on the show before
0: it's possible. I'm I just, don't
1: remember. I'm just kidding because you texted me earlier and said, <laughs> "Do any of these names sound familiar?" I just I, wanted you, know, you to really organized. I you. wanted your mind to explode with anger and be like, "I fucking asked you that." <laughs> well, that's
0: what I was thinking, but not saying. Gotcha. Uh, Darla Star, with two R's. Ooh. Welcome, Darla.
1: That is a star's name.
0: Olivia Marshall. Oh, now that's the name of a final girl. She might survive.
1: I could see Olivia making it to the end.
0: Welcome to the show, Olivia. Anessa Styles. And finally, welcome to the show, Cam. Is that short for Cameron? Cam L. Toe.
1: Oh. <laughs> See, when they're not subtle like that one, I get it. It's the really clever, subtle ones where I go three rounds when I'm like, "Hey, wait a second, that's neat."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess I'm supposed to pronounce it. So it's T O U Cam Cam L Tau.
1: I I doubt. I doubt it's Cam L Tau.
0: Cam L Tau. Cam L Two. Let's play (laughs) (laughs) French. Let's play this game. All right, here we go. I'm gonna spin that wheel again. We've got our players. (laughs) Up first, Miss Darla Starr. Oh, Darla.
1: All right, Darla. darling. What do we have in store for
0: Darla? Georgie Porgy, Pudding and Pie. (laughs) Kissed the girls and made them cry. But you pulled out your pepper spray and Georgie Porgy ran away. You survived.
1: I was giggling from the start of that one, Georgie Borgie. Is that a, uh, an It reference?
0: I, oh, I didn't even think about that, it's just an old Mother Goose rhyme. Oh, alright, Well, well played. Okay, Sandy Sondheim. Hey diddle diddle, John asked you to fiddle with his boy parts under the moon, but you just laughed and kicked him instead. Then his balls swelled up like a balloon. <laughs> you
1: survived. You survived. Well done. Well done. Olivia
0: Marshall. Hickory dickory Doc. Andy pulled out a sock. In it was one gram of heroin. You gasped, then off you walked. You survived.
1: Wait. Wow, a sock full of heroin. Did any of that rhyme? Other than ah, hickory dickory dock, something about it. Did it it rhyme? Dickery, Doc.
0: Andy pulled out a sock. Uh In it was one gram of heroin. You gasped and off you walked. I mean, it could be argued that one and heroin don't rhyme. Maybe if I just mispronounce heroin, it'll work. Uh, It was one gram of heroin. You could also argue that
1: sock and walked don't rhyme.
0: Yeah, well, you know Hey, <laughs> I don't know, Alex You hired these writers If you don't like what they're writing Hire new writers you Give get,
1: them a talk You get so angry when I fire people there
0: Well, uh, uh, yeah Because it's hard to find good writers I would prefer if you would go in Like, you know, a coach from an 80s movie And give them mm. an exciting speech to motivate them.
1: motivate them We're gonna go out
0: there We're gonna write the best goddamn Final Girl rhymes That have ever been written You can do it We had a rough first half, but we're going to come back. Okay. Camel Toe. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack whipped out his greasy dick. Jack Jack jumped high. Jack jumped low. You threw a quick left hook and told him no. You survived.
1: Oh, I thought that was the death. I was waiting for that.
0: Wow, Jack was trying to get lucky. She uh, I, wasn't having it. She, she punched him in the face.
1: I've lost track because we can't shut up long enough to play this game.
0: And finally, Anessa Styles. Oh, go figure. Yeah. Five little virgins jumping on the bed. One fell off and broke her hymen. Later that <laughs> night, shh. <laughs> Later that night, she ended up dead when a killer cut her open with a blade of diamond. <laughs> oh, man. I tried to write diamond with hymen. You know what?
1: I'll oh. accept it. That was great. He threw in the humor. You threw in the death. Uh, uh, Alex and, will allow it. And and you see, folks at home, the breaking of the hymen would imply that she had had sex and therefore was a candidate for death in the final girl. Okay.
0: Well, here—that's—I'm a little confused about that actually, uh, because you know they were jumping on the bed. I guess the bed could be sex, or did she just accidentally break her hymen and got murdered on a technicality?
1: Oh, I thought the whole thing was a euphemism—jumping on it the could bed, be. broke her hymen. I, I thought to, she was just having say? sex. Yeah. Either well, way,
0: I, that hymen is ruptured, and now she's dead. She was killed with a blade
1: made of diamond. We should come up with a name for our killer. Hmm. Huh. Yes. Maybe we, Maybe we can we make can it a contest. Maybe we can make it. crowdsource that bitch. Yeah. Crowdsource that bitch. All right. So speaking
0: uh, of bitches, Alex and I have to take a break. Enjoy this word from our beautiful sponsors. What does that have to do? Stay with tuned. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I not refer to us as bitches? <laughs> I guess. No, it's fine. <laughs> kids, wanna have some fun? Yeah! Check this
1: out! (laughs) Holy shit, you got the mailman's throat! (laughs) Bitchin'! What is that thing? Razor ball! Razor ball? Yeah!
0: It's like that yo-yo ball thing from the 90's, but ours has
1: razors! Whoa. Whoa! Razor ball!
0: Hello and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Micah, joined by our extra, extra crunchy guest today, Mr. Doctor... Uh, I forgot his name.
1: It's me, Alex. Hey, guest, what's your name? Hey, Micah, it's me, Alex.
0: Oh, hi, Alex. Yeah. Hi, Alex. Hey, I was thank the you guy coming on the show. talking
1: to you before the break.
0: It's great that you came on. We really appreciate you coming on the show this week. Uh, how you been?
1: Uh, I've not been uh, bad at all. I was wondering, though, if you would mind if I asked you, I don't know, like six questions.
0: Please do. All Fire right. away.
1: Folks at home, my lovely wife has bought me the horror movie edition of Trivial Pursuit, and we have decided oh! that each week we will pick a random card. I'm going to send half the deck to Micah so he can ask me... Uh, every other week and vice versa. Uh, but I haven't sent him those yet, so I've got the cards here, and I just picked a random card from the uh, from the pack, and they come in categories. Uh, let me see if I can find, like, an explainer for those categories. I don't you know. I'm know. not
0: excited about this. I did so bad on the first round and the...
1: Well, because it's a hundred years of horror. So, I mean, like, there's some where you're gonna be like, God, I have have no idea. All right, here are the categories. Monster, gore slash disturbing, psychological, paranormal, killer, and international. So I'm just gonna start at the top and work my way down and ask you the questions. We start with monster. Micah, are you ready? Ready. In the opening scene of 28 Weeks Later, uh, for you folks at home, that was uh, made in 2007, according to my card here, who does Don desert to save himself, his wife, his son, his daughter, or his dog? Oh wait, let me read that again. There was a dash there. So in the opening scene of 28, 28 Weeks Later, who does he desert? Does he desert his wife, his son, his daughter, or his dog?
0: You know, I saw 28 Days Later. I never saw 28 Weeks Later, so this is going to oh, be a guess. Okay. I'm going to say he
1: deserts his
0: uh, his wife.
1: You are correct. Hell yeah! He deserts his wife. All right, in the, the next category is gore or disturbing, so the movie choice they picked certainly is in line with that. Uh, in The Devil's Rejects. What is the name of the motel to which Otis and Baby first escape?
0: Oh, my God. I've seen that movie years and years ago. Yeah, I remember too. it being pretty damn disturbing. But It's tough to watch. Captain Spaulding. Uh, it's
1: a fan favorite, mind. though. I've met Captain Spaulding a couple of times. Yeah, you're not going to get it unless you watch this movie a lot. The answer is khaki palms.
0: I knew it was something palms. I would have gotten one word. Well, you should have guessed
1: it. I wouldn't give any points. I was
0: about to. All
1: right, the next one is psychological, and I'm going to guess you do not get this one because it's from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in 1931. Which character is not a victim of Hyde? Is it Ivy Pearson? Sir Danvers Carew, or Doctor Lanyon?
0: Sir Danvers Carew.
1: Ah, the answer is Doctor Lanyon, and that was also my guess. All right, next category is paranormal. I'll be ass at this one. What color is the recurring raincoat in "Don't Look Now"? I think we've had. Did we recently talk about this? Yellow it is red
0: shit that was my first guess
1: yeah all right the next one is killer when the dance is canceled in the present day in my bloody valentine the 1981 version where do the teenagers decide to hold their own party i got this one
0: at the lake
1: oh at the mine have you never seen my bloody valentine Nope. Oh, oh,
0: that's right. But I should know. There's a mine. That's right. Because even in the trailer, you see like the pig, yeah, he's he's a miner, hat and all that jazz. Yeah, Yeah. there's some. Told you I was gonna
1: do really poorly on this. People screaming at the radios right now. All right, the last category on this card is international. You will fare better at this than I ever will. In the Bird with the Crystal Plumage, 1970, protagonist Sam Dulmus is a struggling writer from what country?
0: Uh, France. The answer is
1: the United States.
0: Son of a bitch. Well, so was I with They get one? One out of six?
1: I think he got one, the wife.
0: That's yeah. rough. that
1: yeah, was rough. That's okay though. Uh so this movie, Micah. Let's talk about one aspect of it. Cause we can go scene by scene. There are some bananas ass scenes and we could certainly talk about whichever ones you want. I want to talk about the effects in this movie. Which at times are cringeworthy, at times they are borderline comedic, and then at times they are downright hypnotic and amazing to look at. So what you sometimes
0: like? I, I, I couldn't figure out whether it was models and this was a tiny amount of marshmallow fluff, or if they really just, you know dumped giant i don't know how they did it some of the times like it was like maybe especially that one in the room where the guy gets pulled oh my god it's a damn dog barking and he's he's barking at at my uh my better half too he he knows her car he knows it's her but he's he's gonna bark anyway
1: this dog's this dog is a nightmare and he's tearing us apart he's destroying my life He's destroying our relationship.
0: He's ruined our show. He's tearing us apart anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, so there's a room I think it's in a was it a hotel room and the guy gets pulled up onto the wall and then they set him on fire. Oh, and before that she's like, "How do I get the stuff?" off of this industrial saboteur's face, uh, our, our uh, heroine there, and she's like, I know, I'll dump lamp oil on the stuff on his face and set his face on fire, because what else would you do?
1: <laughs> it did seem like a bad reaction. Uh, they're in a hotel room, for you guys at home, they're in a hotel room, and the stuff comes out of the pillow in the bed and like envelops his face so he can't breathe anymore. And she really, I mean, she freaks out a little bit, but she really quickly says something like, don't worry, I've got it. <laughs> and like, Man, let me tell
0: you, she don't get it.
1: Yeah, she has, I mean, she is, she definitely has a gut feeling of what to do. And she has confidence in her plan, pouring lamp oil, which I'm not sure why there was this old lamp in the hotel, hotel room, but she does pour lamp oil all over his face that is covered in stuff, the stuff, and sets it on fire. It does seem to work, though. Uh, yeah. That scene... So, to, I mean, I can't answer your question. It did look to me like a lot of this was models. It yeah. did look to me like a lot of this was real early green screen. Some of the green Definitely. screen yeah, is just the that worst sure. that I've ever seen in my life. Um, some of this looked like it was not necessarily <clears throat> matte replacement, but like when they're at the mine... <clears throat> Uh, when they're at the mine and there's like the pool of, uh, the stuff that kind of raises up and stuff like, I don't know how to describe it better. It's like a lake of the stuff. Uh, that is a combination of, uh, animation. I, my guess is some sort of claymation, but animation and then action and then the scene you're talking about where the guy goes up the wall and the stuff oozes its way up the wall and it I mean it like the fire goes down and it's a really cool fucking effect so I had to look it up that is the exact same room they used for Nightmare on Elm Street when Johnny They're tilting Depp, the room right? They're tilting the room but in the, and tilting the camera with the room so yeah. that to us, it looks straight and and level. And what's actually happening is the room is rotating uh, with the camera. So it's the it's not the exact same setup as that room from Nightmare on Elm Street. It's that room. They use the exact same rig.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I wonder what what the stuff is. What, cause so that means that it wasn't tiny and this wasn't a model. This was actually that amount of stuff rushing around this room.
1: What in the world are they using as the stuff? They used a combination of stuff is what I saw that sometimes it was fire extinguisher foam. uh, Sometimes it was various things uh, that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't think of. Uh, And one in one scene, it is ground up fish bones. It's like, like a slurry of ground up fish bones they said it smelled so bad that when they would get done shooting the scene, they would have to run to the river and wash themselves off. And it took about a month to shoot this movie. How about that?
0: This whole movie was shot in one month?
1: Yeah, it was shot uh, between, like, it was. Sh- it started in August and it ended in September.
0: <sighs> this. What did you think of this script and the structure of this movie? Was it ready? Was this script ready to be shot?
1: I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that's happening on the screen that is just absolute eye candy. I mean, like, it is fun to watch. It, there is a lot of fun to watch. And and also, yes, I do think there are a lot of miniatures used in this.
0: It is fun to watch. Uh, there's a lot of explosions. There's a lot of this goo going around. Uh, our lead is, uh, f- there, there's a lot of quotable lines, too. Uh, one of which we already talked about, which was a Sweaty Palms, my... Oh, another sweaty poem. There's a sweaty poem. And, and, uh, fucking, <laughs> well, that, that same scene. One of the guys is like, well, I'll be a son of a bitch. I, I, I like that. But I think this, the script was, it's like they had a first draft with a bunch of ideas and they, they never got around to rewriting. They're like, you know, should we, should we clean it up? Polish it a little bit? Hell no. Let's just go shoot this fucker.
1: When you. When you realize you're sitting on gold, you just shoot it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody that likes 80s horror movies is, is not going to like this, though it's debatable whether this is even a horror movie. Uh, it it's definitely more, like more sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, some of it rings of like E.T. and.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you got you to gotta debate. Was Aliens horror? Was it sci-fi? Because a lot of people count Alien and Aliens as horror. And there's some pretty horrific scenes in it that definitely make you feel that way, and such is the case with this. Although, just to be clear to our audience, not comparing this to Aliens. This is this is not in the same league. This is a they're complete they're completely different leagues. Without, yeah. I mean, we this is a Canadian football movie that we just watched.
0: It was uh, it was funny that we watched Death Spa before we watched this because I was like this kind of. This kind of has that same thing where I, a lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I'm enjoying watching it unfold. Well, uh, we've been rambling on for a little while. I think uh, we should probably go to break. But before we go to break, let's play another round of <gasps> Final Girl.
1: Were you thinking I was going to say it?
0: I was. I paused. But then, oh, you was, know, you didn't go. So I, I was
1: gasping. Forward. I was gasping. I was excited.
0: You know, I, I was on my porch in my backyard. Uh, I think it was last night, the night before, I and I don't a know why. Foxy
1: story coming on.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I thought it would be funny in the podcast to take a moment of silence. Not not for any reason or have any meaning or anything like that. Just for the sake of. Wherever you are, listeners listening to this podcast, we'll just make you sit in silence for a moment. And I got to wonder, will they pause it? Will they turn it off? Will they fast forward? Or will they sit there for 10 seconds while we have a moment of silence? I think in this hustle, bustle, crazy world we live in, it's important to take a moment. Just breathe.
1: Nah, the people that are listening at home right now, they're listening at home because they want to hear your sultry voice. They wanna, they wanna know. That's right. They wanna know what bananas ass shit's gonna come out of your mouth next. They don't want to hear oh, you God. be quiet.
0: Well, in round one of Final Girl, we lost the beautiful precious mm. Anessa Styles.
1: Sad to see her go, but
0: But we've got four players left. Let's see what happens. I will spin that wheel. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Up first, Cameltoe. I'm sorry Cam Elto, I should, you know, try to be at least a little subtle with this totally unsubtle joke we've got here. Well, I mean,
1: if it was more subtle it wouldn't be our style.
0: All right Cam. Mary Mary quite contrary, how does your ganja grow? <laughs> with silver bells and cockle shells and pretty buds all in a row. Would you like to smoke this grass politely? You tell her no. You survived.
1: Nice. That oh, was going to be longer. Well Mary, done. Mary!
0: Trying to get people to smoke her Mary Jane, but you oh. said no. Good job, Cam Toe, for time. saying no to all those buds in a row.
1: That's how you make it into the next round, baby. You survived.
0: Olivia Marshall. Olivia. Old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to fetch enough blow to get spun. But when she came there, the cupboard was bare, and so you both had none. You mm-hmm. survived.
1: Oh, well done! You know, you know, I
0: think Olivia just got lucky because it, they didn't do blow because there wasn't any. I don't, I don't know. You think Olivia would have done it?
1: You know, I mean, we don't know, but it worked in her favor. Is is the issue? I mean, like maybe it's maybe it's just coincidence. But you know, whatever. You know what kind of loving a preacher gets?
0: What kind of loving does a preacher get? None. <laughs> None. Wouldn't that be a priest?
1: Uh, well, I think it's a better joke if you say priest, but then I think people think you're telling a joke about uh, molesting children, and I try to steer away from those.
0: Understood. Understood. Uh, we could make him a bishop. No, nah, you know, really, any of those, you're gonna people are gonna think children.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: All right, Sandy Sondheim. Ring around the roses, a pocket full of doses. Acid, acid, you turn it down. You survive. <laughs>
1: Nice. I really like that you're going with themes each week now.
0: You know, the, yeah, these are all Mother Goose nursery yeah. rhymes. Well here done. this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I run out of inspiration uh, when I'm talking to the guys in the writers' room, and you know, I try to give them something, a theme, something they can work with, and uh, yeah.
1: I like that it. You make it sound like you're really cultivating these young writers and coming up with good ideas. Because I work in the same office as you, and I hear you walk. Past the, not even go in the writing room, walk past it as you go down the hall and yell things like, Mother Goose, make it happen.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Any of those Mother Goose rhymes yesterday?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Darla Star. Darla and Jill went up a hill to fetch a pail of water Darla fell down and broke her hymen. (laughs) And later she was slaughtered. Sorry, Darla, you're dead. (laughs) Another broken hymen. Didn't even get to have sex this time. I mean, she just fell down a hill and ruptured her hymen. Well, maybe
1: damn killers. Maybe if your intention was to go up that hill and have sex, maybe the killer maybe all he needs is that that you know intention that you have
0: i i did not know that the killers were like this i thought you had to actually have sex i didn't know it was just medical technical if your hymen is ruptured you could be a potential victim so be careful riding your bicycle Be careful whatever you're doing. Do not rupture that hymen, or you You, will
1: die. You're so stupid. (laughs) 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 And and I fell for it. I'm like, wow, what if she broke? Hymen. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm tearing up over you because you did it. You did it twice. Uh-huh. Well,
0: when we return, we will talk some more about 1985's the stuff. There's still a lot to come. Another round of Final Girl, and we'll get into what else we're into. That's when I pick Alex's brain to find out what exactly is tickling his little fancies. When we return. <laughs>
1: Hey there, it's Alex. Mike is too busy to join me for this commercial, but I'm if right you here. didn't know, Friday the 13th is my favorite franchise, and I, like I know too. if Micah were here, he'd tell you the same. As it I happens, I there's a Friday the 13th coming up in May. And that's right around the corner. That's right around the corner. So we're going to have a Friday the 13th special. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Interviews with cast members and two... Count on two of the actors who played Jason Voorhees. Prize giveaways and the crunchiest kills of the series.
0: That's where we need your help.
1: Hey Micah, what's up buddy? We want to hear your
0: favorite Jason kills from the series. The sleeping bag, the double sleeping bag, the face and the liquid nitrogen. Ooh, That was cold. Whatever it is, we want to know which one you loved and why you loved it, you sickos. So call us up, leave us a message, tell us your favorite kill and really anything you want about the series or the show and we'll use it for our our Friday the 13th special
1: why not do it right now pause this episode and give us a call at 41977 slash that's 41941977 419- 419- 7- 7- 7- slash
0: whatever you've got we want to hear it so give us a call and tell us all about your faves from the series for the slasher I hardly know her Friday the 13th special
1: don't you think you kind of stepped on my toes there
0: did I The Slasher I Hardly Know Her, Friday the 13th Special. Airing? When does this air?
1: May. Friday the 13th in May.
0: Friday the thir- Friday the 13th. Got it. Give us a call. 419-77- Slash.
1: 419-77-slash. Yes, that. I had it. Did you? Are you sure you had it? I I feel like I really carried that one.
0: I am the one doing the heavy lifting. Uh, you sound like an amateur.
1: Oh, well, better luck next time. Give us a call, folks.
0: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we have been playing Final Girl. We've got two dead folks, Anessa Styles, Darla Star. three survivors. Alex and I have been talking about 1985's The Stuff... You know, Alex. Uh, now that we're talking about the stuff, and uh, it came out in 1985, uh-huh. I realize that we've gotten deeper into the show than I think we ever have, without talking about what else happened in 1985. Uh,
1: so you went ahead and remembered, huh? Okay, well,
0: I went ahead and remembered, yeah. much to your chagrin.
1: No, I love to know what's going on those years. I just, uh, I, I, I told you before the podcast started, I was, I was editing, you know, a podcast uh, to air next week. And uh, your What Else Happened That Year segment lasted 16 fucking minutes in that episode.
0: Wow. I mean, okay, well, I've got 16 news stories from 1985, so if we keep those, you know, under one minute per story, then, then we'll be able to get out of here in under 16 minutes.
1: Well, let's see if we can do it. i kid, I'm kidding. I've only got three. Well, what, uh, what else was happening in 1985?
0: Asked, Alex. I'm glad you asked. I want to share this with you. Uh, uh, before we get into the news, let me tell you that the average cost of a new house in 1985
1: was $89,000. Wow! But I want to know what kind of house. I mean, we're talking two-story. We talking like you know, big, oh, it was big, a big apartment house. Oh, are those those are really pricey now. So that's a good price.
0: A gallon of gas was a dollar and nine cents.
1: Ooh, that hurts right now worse than ever.
0: And a ticket to the cinema to go see a movie was $2.75.
1: That can't be true. I don't know. In 1985, it cost like less than three bucks to get a ticket to the movies. How do movies even make money?
0: How do movies even make money? Big news for the year. uh, Nintendo releases the Nintendo Entertainment System, aka NES, in North America in October.
1: What was your first game that wasn't the game that came with it?
0: Oh, God. Well, let's see. Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! are the three I remember playing the most.
1: So, but you don't remember which... So, Punch-Out! probably. did. Wasn't there one that came with Punch-Out?
0: Was there? I don't recall.
1: I know some came, you know, like if you got the Super Duper version with the, the gun, that came with Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers. And... uh Maybe, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm not sure.
0: I had the gun. I can't remember if I got it uh, with the NES or if we got that later. Uh,
1: I don't remember. It probably
0: came with it.
1: First Do game. Do you remember Mike
0: Tyson's punch out and the first guy you fight talking about take it easy on his glass jaw?
1: Yeah. uh the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember it probably better than most because our good friend Dr. Scott, good friend of the show, uh, went down... Uh, like a Mike Tyson's punch out uh, wormhole at some point, and he got really, really into it because of a like a documentary or something that he watched, which was really interesting. I've since seen it. I don't know if it was a documentary or if it was just like a, like a guy's YouTube video or whatever. It was, but it was long. I do remember that. And it was really good. It was really interesting. And you know, I have an arcade, like an upright arcade, in my. Uh, theater room and when he came and visited it has punch out on it and (laughs) he and i played the shit out of some punch out uh until we beat it uh like last time he was here time before last so yeah I, i remember it well
0: and also 1985 the popular comic strip calvin and Hobbes made its debut in november
1: favorite comic strip of my lifetime That's a good one. I have two Uh, hand-drawn Calvin and Hobbes cartoons on my work desk drawn by my child.
0: Nice. Finally, from 1985, a uh, NBA Rookie of the Year was this wet-behind-the-ears green kid named Michael fucking Jordan.
1: Oh, my God. Rookie of the Year. The basketball-playing robot. I swear... One day, he'll die, and they'll go to embalm him, and it'll just be a bunch of microchips and
0: wires. (laughs) So you're saying he's so good, he can't be real.
1: He was the most amazing basketball player of all time. And, yeah, it was right in my, you know, the Bulls dynasty was right in my wheelhouse of being young and playing basketball and, you know, loving to watch pro ball, which I do not anymore but I never saw anybody play like that guy. He talks so much shit on the court. You know, that was back when you, you know, the cameras were just zoomed in as far as they could and doing as best they could. And uh, you would see him just kind of like dribbling into the paint and uh, you'd see him talking to everybody. He's talking to everybody. And you know, now that he's retired and you hear all these old guys' stories, he was talking hella shit to them. And then just owning them. I mean, that's awesome. Mm. A legit. I'm also starting to realize that your what else happened that your segments are only long because I talk through the whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, they could be short, Alex. So you don't get to complain because you're the one who who gets inspired by my news stories and speaks at length. <laughs> you know, like you, your fucking Winston Churchill.
1: You pick good ones, and I enjoy a good fireside chat. And uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Next week we'll do the alternative. And next week uh, I will just listen to your stories.
0: <laughs> that sounds really boring. Just <laughs> me reading the news and you sitting quietly like a well-behaved student.
1: Every now and then I'll chime in like an old Brit, and I'll be like, "Quite, quite, quite, quite." Here, here.
0: Uh, okay, let's get back into this movie. We were talking about this stuff. We've talked about uh, maybe the script was a little all over the place. We're not sure what happened in the editing room. Uh, there's some great performance. It's highly quotable. There's a lot of awesome, uh, ranging from awesome to terrible special effects, and uh, some great performances. So, would you uh,
1: Would you yeah. think of the special effects like uh, definitely practical effects like? when someone's face was going to expand for the stuff to come out of it. Some of that looked pretty good. Some of it looked terrible. Uh, uh, Again, we should have given our spoiler alert before, but I should just put it in the, like the description of our show. We will always spoil a movie. I mean, period. We're going to spoil a movie, but Garrett Morris is sent off by our lead character to go warn the FBI. What's going on? And, we don't see him again until towards the end when they're at the radio station about to make the big announcement. Garrett Morris comes busting through all the militiamen. He's like, get out of my way, get out of my way. And he seems totally normal and he seems totally Garrett Lewis. And he wants to give, uh, his own testimony on, uh, on the, on the radio to warn folks. And then him and the advertising girl go into another room to work on it. And up, guess what? Garrett Morris has been eating the stuff, I guess. It got to him and his head pries <laughs> apart and bubbles and a lot of the stuff comes his out.
0: Neck swells up yeah. first and his mouth gets gigantic. You can see inside, then the stuff comes out, and then he's a he's a puddle of a puddle of <laughs> chocolate chip Charlie on the floor. Yeah,
1: poor chocolate <laughs> chip Charlie. But I thought I mean a, a lot of money went into that shot, I think. Because but it didn't look like Garrett Morris, like when well, they
0: see that was the only scene that I knew of from from the stuff before I had seen it, and so I was hoping it was going to be a lot of kills like that where people had the stuff inside them, and strange things happened uh, but it wasn't as much of that as I'd hoped for i was I wanted a lot more weird practical effects and people's faces melting and stretching and exploding, et cetera. Can we talk about the scene with uh uh, our lead and Danny Aiello, when he comes to his house and his very large dog <laughs> is there. Uh, what what the hell's going on in this I, scene? I
1: just have to say, this has to be one of those fucking scenes where like they cut so much that in the end it made no sense. I don't <laughs> know what was happening.
0: Danny, so uh,
1: go, he's ahead, go ahead. scared of his dog.
0: His dog's in charge. <laughs> he, uh, his dog also knows how to unplug a phone. That's true. To keep Danny Aiello from getting help.
1: <laughs> Why is the dog upset well, well, with the, Danny Aiello? He even makes Well, Danny Aiello is clearly scared of the dog, right?
0: Yeah, yes.
1: And and then our our lead character comes over to question Danny Aiello, who somehow works for the FDA or something.
0: Mo. We should say his name, by the way. His, his name was Mo. Yes, his name was Mo. Because whatever line, you give him, yeah. he wants Mo.
1: Yeah, and he he delivers that. They call me Mo because every time we give him money, I want Mo money, and then he he delivers that line in various ways uh, throughout the movie. So Mo, our uh, industrial uh, saboteur, uh, he goes to interview Danny Aiello, a very young Danny Aiello. Well, you know, young compared to what we know of him he's scared of the dog and then like he's like here i'll go get you these these forms that you need and mo says cool i'll wait here with the dog and then mo talks to the dog and he's like hey why is your uh why is your owner scared of you and so mo sees it and then uh the after he leaves danny aiello's talking to the dog like they're totally cool it's like hey you want a treat we both deserve a treat let's have us a treat you know like he's totally cool with the dog i I, he wasn't scared of him and then later we cut to a scene where the dog is ravaging uh danny Ilo, and he's screaming on the ground trying to call for help and the dog unplugs the phone so he can't get it so i don't know what the fuck's happening there is Dan-
0: I don't know what the relationship is and why the dog is in charge and why Danny's so scared of the dog. Uh, they've both got to be eating the stuff, right? Right. That's what well, I was going to say.
1: They're both eating it, so they're both stuff people.
0: Stuffies. They're both stuffies. <laughs> right. Which, which our characters started calling people who eat stuff at one point in the film. Uh, it was just accepted that we call them stuffies now. There was no discussion or introduction of that term. It's just... Of three quarters of the movie, <laughs> way through the movie, suddenly they, these stuffies. Well, they probably stop these stuffies. Oh, I pro- bet they're
1: stuffies. They probably call them that in the first scene, but it was edited out, and we never got it.
0: Probably, probably a lot of the things that would have linked this movie together uh, were were left on the cutting room floor.
1: It was bananas, dude, and and I I really do think that you could be looking at a movie very much like The Blob uh, had those things not happened, right? Like, had this movie connected more to itself, I think we could have been watching The Blob. Yeah. You know, like, I I, I mean, we liked The Blob. The Blob was good. Uh, I loved
0: The Blob. I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, I think think we could have been watching that, except... (laughs) Except we weren't. We were watching this. Uh, okay, so what else do we have to do? We've got to do a little. You know what? I want to know what else you're into. What are you into? Into into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about?
0: Tell you what, dude. I've actually had a hankering this to watch the uh, old Alien movie. I, did, I want to watch yeah. Alien. Oh, because and I aliens. said it earlier. I really want to see those. I, that I sh- I've been watching Showtime, uh, and I see that Alien and Aliens are both on there, and I want to see those. In fact, I've even thought about making that my movie, one of these points. where, For those of you who aren't familiar with our show, each week we pick a movie. One of us picks a movie, springs it on the other. They don't know what movie we're going to pick, and they are forced to watch it and then discuss it on this show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I want to watch Aliens, uh, the second one. The James Cameron one.
1: That's uh, a good one. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen that movie since I was twelve years old. I bet. And I think it's
0: been about that long for me too. And I saw the edited for television version.
1: Oh, I didn't. We snuck watch it at uh, some guy's house uh, in the summer in my neighborhood. Like his parents didn't realize what we were watching. It was good.
0: You, you rascals, you, I you young rascals. He
1: was a rascal. And speaking of. Uh, we pick movies uh, and the other one doesn't know. Yeah. I think I got a good one for next time.
0: I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. The other thing I'm into, this will be my last one is a book called the nice house on the lake. It's a graphic novel, AKA comic book. And it's by James Tenyon the fourth Alvaro Martinez Bueno and Jordi Belair. It's one of the prettiest books I've seen in a long time. The art's great. The color is great. The writing is great. Uh, and it is getting, I don't know it seems like it's going to be a hell of a story it's these people, they've gone to a lake house and the whole world outside of the lake house is being destroyed people are catching on fire and they are at this lake house and they don't understand why
1: yet is it horror?
0: yeah, it's definitely horror okay I might
1: check that out. For those of you listening who have not, I guess, uh, listened through many of our episodes or something and know my intense uh, man crush on okay. film is- filmmaker Adam Green who brought us uh, such wonderful things as uh, Hatchet and Holliston, uh, just, just shows and movies that I truly love – Plus, when I look at like, you know, this what this guy's really into and his life and stuff, it's like, damn, you know, like we could really be friends. Like this is this is a guy who I like totally get what he's doing and I love Adam Green. Well, Adam Green is currently raising money for the people of Ukraine, which is, again, another reason to love this man. And I was this I was not aware of this. I didn't know this was going on. This had somehow you know, stepped outside of, of what I knew that he was doing. And apparently he's doing, is it, was it a cameo? Is he doing it through cameo? Is that how it works? So cameo, if you don't know that, that is where you write to a star and you say, Hey, I'll pay this much money and you'll make me a video and stars will do it. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool because you get kind of a personal interaction with a real star. Well, he's given away cameos for certain prices based on what you want to do And then all that money is going to Ukraine, which is really cool. So yesterday I'm going to breakfast with my lovely wife and I get a a note from Micah, a a text and uh, with a video attached that doesn't play and says it's unavailable. And so I texted back and I'm like, I don't know what it is. And often uh, our final girl winners each week will make a video and post it to Instagram and be like, we don't ask them to do it. They're just like, hey, look, I got this. It's really cool or whatever. When they win our prize. So that's what I thought. And he always sends them to me. And so I thought that's what it was. I I just saw this like bearded dude in a freeze frame. And I'm like, oh, this guy must've won our prize. That's cool. You know, I'll look at it when it's available. So I text Micah. I'm saying it's unavailable. And he goes, oh, I sent it to you on Google Drive. So I then uh, finish breakfast. I go to a Lowe's and I'm sitting on some lawn furniture in Lowe's while my wife looks at plants. And uh, I hit play on the video and it's Adam Green talking to me and knowing every little detail about my dorky life about building R2D2s and uh, my love of Wizzo the Clown and the fact that I once made a (laughs) puppet of myself (laughs) and uh, it's a it's a nine-minute video from this guy that I absolutely idolize and think is amazing and you know have so much respect for his work talking to me and showing me around his office and all the cool props he has and the cool stuff he's done it is hilarious it is one of the coolest experiences of my life that i didn't actually experience because it's not i'm not actually there and i'm sitting on this lawn furniture in lowe's while Adam Green cusses up a storm and talks about fucking himself if he had a puppet that looks like himself. <laughs> and all these, <laughs> like, middle-aged people are walking around me, and my wife and I are both sitting there on this lawn furniture just geeking the hell out. I can't believe it. It is the nicest gift that a friend has ever given me in my entire life. It was so thoughtful, and it was great. Like, he killed it, man. Like, it was so good.
0: I love that he just was like, you know, I, I love that he roasted you a little bit. That made me very happy,
1: dude. Yeah, he starts the video. I'll just, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll cut down on me talking about this, and I'll just play a little bit of it here in the podcast. Hi, Alex. It's me, filmmaker and actor Adam Green. How are you? I hear you're very creative, and that you. Are painting your very own r2d2 and that you love wizzo the clown and he what oh oh alex is an adult oh oh okay i'm sorry can we we can cut the beginning oh yeah okay uh take two <clears> they <throat> don't use that okay <clears throat> Hey, Micah. Shit. <laughs> it's fucking great. So I'll, I'll definitely put that in there. So that is definitely what I'm into. I'm, I'm kind of more than into it. I've played that video a thousand times and my kid just came to visit me and uh, has not seen it. So uh, it's definitely getting another play here today. Hell yeah! I can't thank you enough for that, Micah. That is the coolest.
0: Oh, gift. Oh, dude, that was so fun. That made me so happy to get to send you that, man.
1: It's gonna make the gift that you. Uh, I've got it all packed up, but I now have to unpack it so I can put these uh, cards in it for you that I'm sending you. I made you remember. I'm. I, I've never given you your Christmas gift, and uh, you know I've got it all packed up, sitting up front, and uh, it. Hey, good. Alex.
0: It's March.
1: Yeah, well, you were supposed to come visit me. Remember, you told me to hold on to it until you came visit well, me. Well, I would have, and then but I got coronavirus. You got, you got the vid, right? I got coronavirus. What I'm trying
0: to say is, it's all your fault, and you yeah. really let me down.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to make the gift that I uh, put together for you look like even more of a piece of shit than it actually is.
0: Well, as luck would have it, I love pieces of shit.
1: I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast.
0: You eat pieces of shit. <laughs> eat pieces of shit for breakfast.
1: Oh, so you want to do some final girl, man?
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. In the last round, we lost. Oh, the poor Darla Star. What was the sad that, loss? Uh, Anessa Styles. She kicked the bucket. Both mm-hmm. dead. Both from broken hymens that may not have even been related to sex, because we're finding out killers don't care.
1: If you don't have a
0: hymen. If it's been ruptured, you're gonna die.
1: I mean, yeah, the killer doesn't know. He he knows. He knows what's happened. He doesn't know how, and that's all he needs to know, I guess.
0: Okay, let's spin the wheel. Let's find out who dies and who survives. Uh, Alex, grum roll, please. <laughs> this really is turning into kind of an ASMR show. Yeah, it really is. But not like a
1: not a pleasant one. Nah,
0: nah, you don't want to fall asleep it's to the, this It's
1: the All one right. you play to, like, scare your dogs.
0: Up first Camel Toe Or cam Toe Alright It's raining, it's pouring Your old man is snoring Sneak out to go and party? No, you sleep in bed till morning You Ooh, survive Nice, well done Cam-El Up next Sandy Sondheim sandy the itsy bitsy virgin climbed up the water tower don brought some beer to play power hour but you had none and annoyed all your friends and the itsy bitsy virgin climbed down the tower again you survived (laughs) okay
1: well done well done
0: olivia marshall oh olivia uh
1: Olivia's a pretty name. I like that name.
0: I know. That's such a pretty name. It is. Okay, Olivia. Let's find out what happens. I am afraid it may not be good.
1: Yeah, me too. I know. But how this you works. never know, right? You never know. Nah, you kind of do. Nah, yeah, you kind of do. Nah, you you kind of
0: do. It. Yeah, you know, yeah a, little bit. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we kind of have an idea.
1: You get an inkling.
0: Okay, Olivia. Olivia sat on a wall. Olivia had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put your hymen together again. <laughs> then, <laughs> then a debonair killer dispatched you with a fountain pen.
1: You are dead. I am embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed by these. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of
0: themes happening here. I've, Alex. I've noticed. One,
1: I've noticed. There's there's two really two central themes <laughs> to the Final Girl Rhymes this week.
0: So, Sandy Sondheim, Camel Toe, you have survived until the final round, and we will find out what happens to you guys after the break, and Anessa Styles, Darla Starr, Olivia Marshall, rest in
1: peace. Rest in peace.
0: Okay, when we come back, we're going to get into the ending of the stuff from 1985 also Alex will reveal what awful god awful piece of shit movie Uh, he's gonna force me to watch for the next episode I got ideas
1: I got ideas we will
0: award our crunchiest kill and wrap things up so stay tuned
1: Usually I would insert one of our hilarious slasher, I hardly know our commercials right here, but we're commercial shy this week because Micah was supposed to give me two and he just gave me one. And I'm traveling right now and I'm in a hotel room and most of my commercials have, like, yelling and screaming in them. And I don't want security to get called up here. So I was just going to, you know, put a little thing here to remind you to call us at 419-77-slash and tell us about your favorite uh, kills from the Friday the 13th franchise for our Friday the 13th special that airs May, you guessed it, Friday the 13th. Uh, so coming up pretty quick here. Uh, but I, in doing that, I found... A commercial that Micah did really early on and I'm not sure if it ever made the show so forgive me if you've heard it before but I just played it, and I love it. It's really catchy, just like all of his commercials. So I'm going to put it in here uh, just after this message. But please do give us a call at 41977 slash. Tell us about your favorite kills. Tell us your name. Tell us where you're from. We won't necessarily use the audio uh, on on the episode, but we do want to know what your favorite kills are so that we are sure to include them in the special coming up in May. I also wanted to say that uh, the little bit of video you just heard from Adam Green's A cameo to me I'm gonna post that entire video on the Slasher I hardly know her Facebook page I know that that can support a video of that length I'm not sure if Twitter can I'm not sure if Instagram can if they can of course we will post them there for you but if you want to check out the entire Adam Green video it's funny it's great even if you're not me who he made the video for uh, you'll still enjoy it because it's it's hilarious, and he shows you a lot of really cool props in the video. So, if you're a fan of the show, you will definitely be a fan of that video. So, we'll stick that up there as soon as this episode airs. Just uh, head over to the Slasher Hardly Knower Facebook page. If you do follow us on Twitter and you do follow us on Instagram, at the very least, we'll put a link there to the Facebook page so you can check it out. Big, sharp
0: hacksaws. Big Sharp Hacksaws, Big Sharp Hacksaws, Big Sharp Hacksaws, we sell Big Sharp Hacksaws, you can use our hacksaws to cut up people, come to our Big Sharp Hacksaw store, opens Friday.
1: Welcome back to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her. I am your special guest, not your host, Alex, but your host, Micah. He's right here with us still. I'm still here. This week, we watched The Stuff. And let me tell you, it was The Stuff. 1985. uh, Not a bad year for horror as it ends up. I'm sure there's some other... You know, that's one of the things you should put in your uh, what else happened this year. You should say these are the other horror movies that came out that year. That should be a thing Oh, uh, yeah. To
0: do. That's a good idea. I yeah. like that.
1: Let's add that. Let's add that in because that's, that's interesting to me. And it certainly frames it. You know, what were we watching horror-wise, you know, when this came out? And this one, what, what do you think? Nightmare on Elm Street kind of era? hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you take over and I'll look up some stuff.
0: Cool. All right. Taking over. Alex is looking up stuff. I'm just stalling for time. I'll tell you a story about when I was. Also,
1: little. coming out in 1985, horror movie wise. Oh my god, I nailed it. Uh, so, Fright Night, Cat's Eye, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge.
0: Dude, I loved Fright Night when I was a kid. That movie scared the t- shit out of me. I
1: like the reboot of Friday Night too. I think it's I good too. It. Ah, it's pretty good. Life Force, Day of the Dead, Creature Reanimator, Silver Bullet. Life
0: Force isn't that the one where the girl is naked for a great portion of the movie? Is that the right movie?
1: I think that you are confusing me having looked up what horror movies came out in 1985 with knowing what each of these movies is. Going. Also what I'll came out in nineteen eighty five that was amazing. The Return of the Living Dead.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Probably I mean like I know that like zombie like people will say that movie was goofy and stupid. That was one of my favorite zombie movies as a kid. It was goofy and stupid and I loved it.
0: That's got some wonderful practical effects in it too. Yo right? yeah it does.
1: Like really solidly good ones. That that uh, basement zombie was so good, the one that had been in the barrel forever. Uh, Transylvania 65000, which I remember in 1985, being so mad my parents wouldn't let me see, and I have to this day never seen it. Friday the 13th, Part 5. So in 1985, we're just one away from my very favorite uh, Friday the 13th. We also have Ghoulies, Howling 2, Demons. I'm not naming everyone. I'm just hitting the high points. Uh, a lot came out horror wise, 1985. That's a
0: lot of movies for one year.
1: 80s were a great time for horror, baby. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you can hear it, Alex, but it's starting to rain hard here where I am. Mm.
1: I can hear it, and uh, we our rain has let up a little bit here. But all of our trees are covered in ice right now. That really pretty. No way. Yeah, that really pretty, like, you know, the, not the dangerous way your tree's down ice, but every limb has a sheen of ice on it. Really pretty.
0: So we've been talking about this stuff. Uh, let's get to the ending and how this thing's ending. Uh, uh, did the ending make sense to you? Did you like the ending? <sighs> that is so a- we've gone we've gone to the factory we've got this general all of his men with this militia they have their peace shooters uh and we've gone there. and they're announcing on the radio this stuff is bad and we get that scene where uh mo goes but mo rutherford um goes back into uh the meeting room with the guy who hired him or that he's trying to put the squeeze on but then the other guy is there, so the two guys, the ones he was working for and the stuff guy, they're both there, right?
1: Yeah, so he had also, in trying to investigate the stuff, he had gone to the people who make the stuff, whose office looks exactly like Mr. Burns' office in The Simpsons, including the giant polar bear, stuffed polar bear. Um, and he's like, hey, you know, you can't sell the stuff anymore. He's like, oh, it's cool. We're now going to offer something called The Taste, and it's just got just enough of the stuff in it that it won't take over your brain. And uh, Mo is unimpressed by this. And then, out of the corner of the office, (laughs) for some reason, I don't know if he's hiding behind the polar bear, I don't know, comes the guy that he was originally working for, the ice cream company guy, who was trying to take down the stuff people, Uh, and now they're working together. They're going to join forces. But mo and the little boy who is now an orphan because his family was killed by the stuff they have another plan
0: yeah so one of which is mo's gonna pull out a pistol and the young boy is gonna bring a box of the stuff and they are gonna force these two business tycoons to uh crooked business tycoons to eat the stuff first they're scared they're like we're not gonna do it and he's like well i'll shoot you i got a pistol put at your head and uh so the first guy takes a bite and he's like, "Oh, this is good!" So he gets excited, starts eating it, and then the other guy finally starts eating it, and they make them eat, eat carton after carton of the stuff. But they
1: only have to really hold them at gunpoint for a while because once you get the stuff, you gotta enough is never enough. So oh, they so good now You're they're eating. they're they're trying to eat it out of the empty containers on the floor. They've eaten a ton of it. That's their last scene, and then we cut. To an interesting scene, the the final 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 scene of the uh, of the movie,
0: <laughs> just ridiculous. Or a
1: man. truck pulls up, they open it up. There's some street toughs out on the yeah,
0: some like Ninja Turtles yeah, bad guys, mean
1: eighty streets, and uh, <laughs> they open the back and they. It's full of boxes, and they pull out an unmarked box because everything at this point has been marked the stuff. The, the, uh-huh. the branding is everywhere. So now he pulls it out, and they drop it down on the on the sidewalk, and they open it up, and it's full of cartons of the stuff. And the guy... Peels the container off and he dips his finger in it. A la, you know, the cop testing cocaine in the yep. in the movies, and he puts it to his tongue and he looks back <laughs> at the other guys and kind of gives them the look like, yeah, this is the yeah. stuff. So nods, this is good shit. Yeah. So now the stuff has become an illicit street drug. And then yep. and then scene. I mean and movie. Uh title credits roll. A film That's by it. Cohen. Like leaving it open for
0: a sequel, maybe? I don't know. Oh so what what did you think? I thought it was if you love ridiculous eighties horror movies or sci fi type movies that i i mean it it it's <laughs> it's got a bunch of silliness, so if you like silly things happening uh for no apparent reason, I think you'll love this. The performances are great it's highly quotable uh I would like to have seen more of the uh more people destroyed by the stuff more more gore more practical effects of people you know melting or getting punched and falling apart I'd, I'd like some more of that uh, but uh, as far as the action there were some hell of good explosions in this thing um, the special effects were sometimes amazing sometimes uh, ridiculous in how bad they were uh, but this is one I would probably recommend to people who like it 80s movies campy horror 80s movies um, yeah yes yeah, so I'd recommend it how about you
1: uh, I would recommend it no question I don't I don't want people to get the impression from what you said though that it's ridiculous in that it understands it's ridiculous I think there's something that filmmakers do after they make a movie that they're like, ah, oh, this is kind of goofy. And then they say it's satirical. And so when you look this up, it says it's satirical. So I thought I wasn't looking forward to this movie because I thought this was going to be like a, to, to reiterate a, a trans Transylvania, six, 5,000 kind of thing, like a tongue in cheek kind of goofy thing. That's not what this movie is. This movie purports to be serious. This movie is not There is There's comedy in this movie. There's, funny moments. And then there's moments that you'll find funny that the filmmakers didn't realize were funny, but this wasn't satirical in any way. I don't think, I mean, I mean, satirical. Yes. This wasn't, this wasn't the naked gun, you know, this wasn't right.
0: um, Right. This wasn't yeah. Yeah. They, they tried to make a a legit horror sci-fi movie. It's uh,
1: ridiculous. It's just (laughs) not ridiculous necessarily on purpose. Uh, but it's not, a. I mean, it's not a bad movie. I mean, is it a bad movie? Yes. I mean, like if I'm Siskel and Ebert, I, I don't know that a lot of thumbs are aiming up, but uh, I like this movie. Like I thought it was fun. I, it was, it was fun to watch, but uh, as far as people like us who love 80s horror, I'm like, oh, you like 80s horror? You gotta see this. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm. well then I guess what's left is uh, to rate this movie and we're gonna have to create a, a rating system on the spot. Is... Uh, how many How many gaping
1: uh,
0: chocolate I... chip Charlie I...
1: Mouths? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with how many how many uh, ninja vaulting? Uh, chocolate chip Charlie's. <laughs> I, uh, I was in the same realm as you. I was just, I was going a different direction.
0: So how many, uh, vaulting,
1: <laughs> how Ninja
0: many Charlie, ch- how chocolate many chip vintage
1: Charleys? car vaulting chocolate chip Charlie's do I give this one? I would say I give this a solid seven because I'm afraid if uh, I, I'm afraid if I gave it uh, less than a seven people wouldn't watch it and I'm afraid yeah. that if I gave it more than a seven it would degrade the movies that I gave you know eights and nines to
0: well it must be kismet because I am going to award 1985's the stuff seven out of ten ninja vaulting Chocolate chip Charlie, wait, okay, hold on. Vintage car ninja vaulting char. Chocolate chip Charlies, uh yes, yeah, seven out of ten. Same here.
1: It all works. It all works. Uh, that's great. We, we agreed. That's only, I believe, that is only the second time in the history of this podcast that's happened.
0: So we still have to do one thing, uh, or a couple of things. But first, uh, do you want to award your crunchiest kill?
1: Crunchiest kill. You know, right after he meets the the vaulting chocolate chip char- Charlie, they are running from a a group of people who are trying to run them out of town, I guess. There's like five guys who come bound, barreling over the street, silhouetted, fog, light in the background. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And uh, they try to make it to a boat. That is, you know, just inexplicably there that they happen to find. They're going to get off in a boat, and uh, our guy from Law and Order, Mo, punches the first guy in the face. He punches the first guy in the face. This is the first time we've seen any anything like this in the movie, and his face caves in as if the as if it's a shell of clay. I don't. I mean, like his face is pottery. There is nothing inside his head; it's just the outside. It's very brittle, and he punches him in the face, and his whole face caves in. And it's the first time we see anything like this, and it was so jarring to me because it was like, "What? What the hell is happening here?" And then it does; it doesn't happen for the rest of the movie. So this gets my crunchiest kill because it was the most jarring to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just like a fucking watermelon just and then what's inside their head there's nothing in there there's nothing
1: in there there's nothing in there anymore and then eventually some of them come back to life and you my friend your crunchiest kill
0: uh i think it's probably got to go to the most obvious one i know Um,
1: i know what you're picking go ahead
0: yeah uh chocolate chip charlie at the radio station his neck swelling his face (laughs) gaping open and then melting into a pile of mush on the floor. And then I think my runner up would probably be the guy who gets run over by the truck. I think it's close to that scene oh, that you're talking about with the boat.
1: Damn! That should have been Crunchiest killed. No, I don't think it's close. That's after they steal the tanker.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, oh, that's right, because he drives up with the tanker and the kid's still inside and the has fought this dude off, yeah. and then and then Mo Rutherford Dri- runs him over with the drives
1: truck. over him with a tanker of of stuff. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. That oh yeah, that that definitely a crunchiest kill. Good good call. I I kind of forgot about that one.
0: All right, let's dive into final girl. Uh, okay, in the last three rounds, we lost three wonderful. Uh, people who no longer have intact hymens, Anessa Styles, Darla Star and Olivia Marshall. God bless you.
1: I, 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 gotta, I gotta be honest. I have a feeling how this one's gonna die.
0: You don't know. No, you don't I know don't. me. You I mean, don't know I don't, what's gonna happen. I don't,
1: I don't know what's gonna go on. I don't know what's gonna surround it. But I have a All feeling right. what's gonna lead to this person's death.
0: Okay. Here we go. Cam L. Toe, you are up first. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might, have this wish I wish tonight. To meet a man and kiss his lips, then put his head between my hips. But no, I shan't, that would-be sin. I'll order takeout and stay home again. You survive. You
1: survive, well done.
0: All right, Sandy Sondheim, let's find out what happens. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy had roast beef. This little piggy had none. And this little piggy (laughs) cried wee, wee, wee because she accidentally broke her hymen on the bar at gymnastics practice Then a masked man force-fed her gym chalk until she suffocated, then he undressed her and used her unitard as a noose to hang her by the neck from the rafters in the gymnasium. You are dead.
1: Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to laugh at all this. I mean, like, the use of the word hymen so many times (laughs) makes me uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable.
0: Uh, you know, not as uncomfortable as poor Sandy Sondheim, who broke her hymen on the bar in gymnastics. And then she got force-fed gym chalk. Yeah. And then she was hanged by her sparkly I mean, like, little
1: unitard. I mean, I mean, yeah, her death was tragic as fuck. I mean, like, it was rough. But um, And again, didn't even have sex, just
0: broke her hymen on accident. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this
1: uh, I don't know... I think we're gonna get flagged by somebody. I mean, it's so, not fair. Some not agency, not all these should, girls had to flag die. this podcast. I mean, like, there's something wrong going on, right? I feel like I don't know. I feel like I would. I should report us to someone.
0: Uh, so this means that you, Cam Toe are our winner. And Alex, do you know who Cam Toe is? Yeah, I do
1: hold on just one it second. Is
0: our boy Where's the Horror section, which means that this guy has been playing yeah, since the beginning. He keeps coming back and finally the Will has chosen him as our survivor, as our final girl. If anybody has earned it, goddamn Jacoby. Uh, jacoby
1: jacoby yeah uh, he was on the podcast at one point yeah and uh now he is our winner uh
0: you he, are our final girl finally
1: that's kind of i mean this is kind of an epic moment for us or it's for bit, him at least uh yeah he submits names all the time he's definitely our biggest fan and, Good he's, names and too. he's a nice guy who knows his horror like nobody knows their horror. I mean, like, this guy knows it. And I do want to also say this. Uh, If you are a winner of Final Girl and you have never received your prize, your name might have got lost in a culmination of things that happened. Uh, I think we're all caught up. I mean, I literally think every Final Girl person has gotten their prize. I do believe that. Uh, But if for some reason you're like, wait, I never got mine then you actually slipped through the cracks and we couldn't be talking about probably more than one person but uh mm-hmm. i got a new phone uh micah erase <laughs> erases all of his texts for some reason for his from his phone and micah is the one who sends me the winner and so somewhere in the combination of my phone being destroyed and his phone always having text erased it's possible we missed one don't think we did, uh, but if you are a final girl winner who did not get a prize, please reach out to us on Facebook or on Instagram rather and say, "Hey, I didn't get my prize. You know, I I won, you know, this episode or whatever, and we'll send it out to you." I I think we're all caught up. I mean, I don't I don't think there's anybody who hasn't gotten one. But if that is the case, I don't want you to think we forgot about you. You just somehow got lost in technology. So please let Micah know, and we'll send your prize out.
0: And, Miss Toe, your work is not yet done. Yeah. The way you win is you listen to the show and you get on Instagram, you direct messages and you say, Hey, I listened to the show and I am this week's winner. Send me my mystery prize and we will get it out to you. So, thanks everybody for playing Final Girl. And, congratulations to you,
1: Miss Toe. Yeah. Miss Cam L. Toe. Miss Cam Toe finally winning. Uh, after many tries attempting, uh, I, I'm very proud of you. That's that's why I'm going to send you a little extra in this week's uh, Final Call Prize. Not that I'm playing favorites or anything. I just know we do know who returns and who doesn't. And uh, so, yeah, we'll give you a little extra. Uh, and we'll dude i've been pulling for him too
0: because like, i have to in uh, the wheel I know. and i and i'm like oh god i should just somehow you know tweak it to make sure he wins but i'm like no we got to leave the will of fate the will of death has to be totally honest so when i pulled his name
1: first i was like fucking a yeah. finally yeah well that's awesome yeah. that's fantastic all right do you want to know what we're gonna watch for the next episode
0: yeah, uh, I've stalled as long as I can possibly stall unless you want me to do some more ASMR. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Okay.
1: Hey, here we go. <sighs> uh, searching. Looking up. And, uh, Ooh. Okay, I see this. Yes. This is, uh, this is two stars.
0: Oh, this oh, should I lick the mic? Stars. I've seen girls lick mics before. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs>
1: I, please don't. Uh, let's let's let me just end this. Uh, for the next episode of Slasher, I hardly know her. We are going to be watching the Video Dead. The what? Yeah, you've never heard the of it video, because that I've never heard of it. Uh, the
0: name actually sounds a little familiar, but I, I don't know if I'm just.
1: The Video Dead is a 1987 horror film written and directed by Robert Scott starring Roxana Oguson. Uh, Augustine? Not sure. The screenplay concerns a paranormal television that causes zombies from a never-ending film to enter the real world. No,
0: I definitely have never heard of this. I don't know this one. I just looked it up. All right, we've got a mystery movie on I've
1: the way. I've never heard of it. It's in our wheelhouse, baby.
0: We're going in pretty damn blind on this one. Do you know anything about it?
1: I know nothing about it.
0: Well, if it's terrible, Alex, I'll just berate you on the episode. And uh, yeah.
1: And if it's terrible, I will accept your beratement. Just take it. Just yeah, take I'll it. Just take it. Let's take it. Micah, uh, I, I want to point out that uh, once again, we have made it to the end of this podcast. And uh, I just, every time we do this, I just get prouder and prouder of both of us and happier and happier that I'm friends with you.
0: Buddy, I'm just glad we made it to the end of the show with our hymens intact.
1: <laughs> it was certainly a danger in this episode.
0: A lot. A lot. Four ruptured hymens, one yeah. episode. That's, that's
1: a lot you of hymens. You never know. I mean, you never know what's going to do it, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh, any number of things that can cause a hymen to break. But uh, but you, my friend, uh, are just one of the greatest human beings I've ever met in my life, and and I, I just want you to know that I love you.
0: I'll agree with that. I, I am one of the greatest human beings that you've ever met.
1: Uh-huh, uh huh. Uh huh. And that I love you. Not because
0: I'm so great, just because. Let's admit, you know, we'll be honest, Alex. You you keep questionable company.
1: Oh, I do. I do. The fact that I know you is just uh, a glowing review of me. And my ability to somehow look through the mud and find that gym.
0: <laughs> That's me, the old gym in the mud. Wow, you really know how to make a girl feel good. <laughs> thank you, Alex. I'm your gym in the mud. You certainly are. Uh, right. And
1: all <laughs> are our gyms in the mud. You people at home that are listening right now, thank you so much uh, for tuning in for another episode of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. please click that subscribe button so that you will be alerted the little bell subscribe and then hit the bell and then you will know when we release our episodes uh it's always on wednesday unless we do something special but you'll wake up wednesday morning and you will have a brand new episode of slasher i hardly know her every two weeks on your service whatever that is whatever
0: that is well Alex I love you you're also my gym in the mud man I love doing this with you and thanks to the listeners out there for listening supporting, showing your love here and on Instagram
1: Do we did you stop talking there
0: oh did I not uh, I should it was the intonation I think I got wrong all our listeners out there and people uh, you know supporting us here and on Instagram
1: yeah <laughs> That's the way you end a sentence. Uh, Here and on Instagram. Uh, well, whatever you ended it correctly. Can we do
0: that thing that a lot of people do now, where they kind of they make statements, but they end it like it's a question.
1: Oh, uh, we're gonna up talk.
0: Yeah, up talk. Really, Alex? I had such a great time doing the show with you.
1: <laughs> on <laughs> on Slasher, I hardly know her. Although hey, actually, I, actually, everybody. Slasher I hardly know her does end on an up talk. It's a question. Right? No, no, Slasher is a well, question. Oh, Slasher is a question. Yeah, I hardly the know her is slasher? an exclamation. Hardly so I guess
0: technically you would. And there's an exclamation mark after I hardly know her. So I think you have that's to true. yell that. So the right way to say the name oh, here of we the go. show is Slasher? I hardly know her!
1: <laughs> that's the right way. Sorry Thank you so for much for being here this week. <laughs> Everyone will see you again in two weeks.
0: Speaking of ASMR, how do you feel about this sound, Alex? What is that? The sound of my tongue separating from the roof of my
1: mouth. Oh, I thought that was a mouse click. (laughs) (laughs) So, So the answer is I kind of liked it, and now I hate it.